1: What's going on, Kansas City Chiefs Kingdom? Players only back.
2: Yes, we are back after missing a week.
1: Yeah, missed a week for a good reason. For a great reason, a though. lot of turkey. I don't know if you saw on Twitter at Da Hughes Guy 83, but my plate was incredible. Another year, three years straight, I've posted my plate mm-hmm. and uh, raving reviews, especially the cranberry sauce that's still in the form of the can. <laughs> Scooped right onto my plate. Yep. I don't even bother slicing it. It's all going to the same place, all stacked together. Food can touch. They're all friends. They're going right to the same home. Yep. So it's all good. But it's great to be back on the air. Players only. We got Joe Lewis. I mean, um. Oh. Uh, uh well, yeah. Over here looking like Joe Lewis. Looking like he got slapped in the face. Yeah. I told you, it was probably an offensive guy that hit you.
2: Nah, you know what? That's not what happened. So I have this sinus infection. What happened me. was. So what had happened was then he had
1: said, but then, then I had thought. But then, then he I
2: had thought. thought, yeah. But then he yeah. had said, but uh, yeah, man. You know, I, I got a swollen face right now, but uh, you know what? Mister Doctor Doctor Bush and his staff over at North Kansas City Dental took care of me today. Shout out. Yeah, huge shout out to them guys because they took care of me. They got my, got my face a little less swollen. So you should have seen me earlier, man. I was miserable.
1: You mess, mess around on one of these reads today, you might get another left hook.
2: Man, you know what? I'm just trying to open my mouth all the way open, <laughs> and I'm thankful for Dr. Bush and oh, and Sydney. Sydney and the entire staff over at North Kansas City Dental, thank you very much.
1: Hey, they did you right. And yeah. we got a guest in the building. Yeah. We got a guy, a 15 year NFL vet, <laughs> seven years with the Chiefs, played in one Pro Bowl. My man, fellow number 83. Everybody's man. He's not. Offense, he's not defense, he's neutral. So we're welcoming him even better because he's not a defensive guy.
2: Oh, even better because he's not an offensive guy. No no one to piggyback on. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we we're no good. no
1: tag team today. We None. got we got all three phases of the game represented in the building. Kendall Gammon in the house,
0: gentlemen. How you doing? I appreciate you having me here.
1: Hey, good doing to good, have man. you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm gonna
0: jump in and give you a, a little shout out to to Doctor Bush also. That dude and what he does for Team Smile and that charity. And of course, yes. this oh, yeah. week for the you know the the cleats for a cause. I know mm-hmm. Dustin. I was around there today, and his cleats is for Team Smile. I think that's a pretty cool thing. That's something that Doctor Bush started. Yeah. So yep.
1: Dustin Koch with one of his foundation his foundational. Yep. One of the beneficiaries is Team Smile. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. And he's going to be wearing those cleats this weekend. So, huge shout-out to Dustin Cole Cole for that. And also, man, just again, huge shout-out to Dr. Bush for helping us out and for what he's continuing to do for, you know, the city of Kansas City and, uh, you know, everyone in the metro area.
1: All right. And make sure you take the marbles out of your uh, mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I can see this is going to
0: be
2: a a theme tonight, isn't it? It's going to be a theme tonight.
1: It's only (laughs) but so many times nowadays, Kendall, I get a chance to – to to throw some jabs at some defensive guys, yeah, I can't I can't it. let it out I on
0: the field it. anymore.
2: I could take it. I could take it.
0: Well, and, and you know, technically, I was an offensive lineman. I That's was three ten right. at one point in time, so there is a little more offense in here than uh, me. yeah,
1: yeah. You, He's feeling it. He's feeling it. Yeah. you know, he, it's okay. He's twitching okay. over there. I can, I, can I can hold my own. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can hold my own. We just doing Oklahoma drill. Take go you, get to you.
0: Yeah,
1: let's go. I start getting the shakes. I hear the words Oklahoma. yeah, yeah, yeah. a stinger just thinking about that. Yes. Yeah, well, hey, we're going to have a a, during this episode of players only as as if there are anyone out there that has not uh, listened in. This is players only. It's a forum where we just start chatting, chopping it up, just like if we were in the locker room about everything that's involved in sports. If there's things going on off the field on the field, obviously, we got to talk about the Chiefs, their past game, upcoming game. And we got some things we want to mix in there as well in the upcoming segment. So players only every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. on 610 Sports. and We've been doing it all season. It's been going smoothly. And I expect nothing different.
2: Nothing different. There we go. For
1: this final stretch of the season. But uh, last week, all smiles aside, because I-, I find it hard mm. to smile when I say this team's name.
2: It's hard to smile right now. For me.
1: It's hard to smile when you say yeah, any just, name.
2: Nah, just because of the marbles. Yeah, the marbles uh, the that's marbles in my, my mouth. Yeah, it man, away. it's a it's jaw of mine. <laughs> the Chiefs
1: played the Raiders last week, Kendall. Uh, What's your assertion of that game? Well, the Raiders are
0: still bad. I thought they would play much better. They are P-2. who we thought yeah. they were. They are, yeah. You know, the fact that they came off that, you know, embarrassing loss up uh, with the Jets. I thought they would put up more of a fight. I thought we were at least a 10-point win uh, game. Obviously, it came out a lot worse Mm -hmm. than that. But, uh, you know, you got to give – they did play bad. I, I will say that. They're not the team I thought they were. But the Chiefs are playing better. The offense didn't put the numbers up that you normally see. Uh, but ultimately, the defense, what they're doing, I thought was phenomenal. Certainly, we'll we'll uh, talk up that about that more. And then I thought the special teams did what they need to do, mm-hmm. obviously as well. When anytime you can create a turnover, and then to me, really. What I really loved about the game was, okay, so Oakland comes down at the end and they've only got three, they score, the defense doesn't like that. Nobody would have said a thing with on that extra point if you just kind of lined up and win it and let him and kick it. But no, Tonnell comes in there and they block that, I mean, and take it back the other the distance. To me, that's a well-coached team. That's a team that's going to play a whistle-to-whistle. And as I was talking, uh, you know, I've talked to Dave Tobe, and he said, you know, when, when that's on – uh, when that's on the TV for the other teams to watch. They don't know when that happened. They're yeah. just seeing a, block, uh, a blocked field goal, and you've got to watch out for it. So I, I was impressed with it.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I, thought I thought the Chiefs played great, and of course the Raiders played terrible, just like you said. Um, I thought the Raiders were going to come in and play a little bit better, especially in the run game because, yeah. you know, they got a young rookie in Josh Jacobs. He's been tearing it up so far this season. Um, so I thought they were going to do a little bit more, especially with our run defense not being where we needed to be. But the defense stepped up. And they stepped up, you know, for the past couple of weeks. They've been playing really, really well. So um, just to see the type of game that they play overall, offense, defense, special teams, they took the ball away, didn't give the ball up. Right. And, uh, you know, try to stay, you know, try to play mistake free football. um, And that's the way you want to play, especially heading into December.
1: You hit a great point. That last part mistake free football. Yes. Was it the first time in 45 years that the Chiefs had not had a a penalty in a game. Yeah, man. When you talk about clean football, now obviously, you know, we'll get into in the second and third quarter Mm. about whether the expectations should be that high or not. But when you talk about a clean football game against a team that notoriously has played bad football, Mm -hmm. there's, I mean, it's like a, a, not just a one-two punch, it's like a flurry of haymakers that you're throwing at your divisional rival, playing a clean, clean yep. game, yep. turning the football over, getting turnovers that equate to points immediately, and then your offense not doing anything to stir, to to poke the bear, to right. get them focused. And I will say this, and I said it right after the game, this loss, and however they unfold in Oakland for the rest of this season is 100% on John Gruden. Now, people yeah, yeah. yes. and people yes. will will think about that and say, well, he doesn't wear a jersey. He's not hitting anybody. He's not throwing any passes. You will go back to that Jets game. And one of the keys I did uh, for KCTV5, I do the pregame show each Sunday morning, and one of my keys was no life after 40. Now, two of us in this room are 40-plus. I just turned 40 nine years ago. So, um... What I, what my point was forty minutes, forty minutes in the game is about part part way through the third quarter. That's mm-hmm. exactly when they tucked it in and shut it down against the Jets. One and Kendall, you guys know, a coach preaches every single year, fight to the end, right. finish finish a game. Uh, everything you're doing in OTAs, training camp, practices every single day because you're going to play a full sixty minutes. That's probably one of the screaming. Uh, messages that you're hearing as a player as you're leaving the locker room going to the tunnel. A full 60 minutes after halftime, a full 60 minutes. And then you have the audacity to slap the players in the face and pull them out like it's a basketball game. And in the third quarter, your starter's out and say, hey, we're going to fold up 10 and we're going to wait until the next game. That's something, that's a chink in the armor. That's that squeak that opens the door. For every single week, and I guarantee that there were players on that sideline midway through the third quarter that was looking around in the cold, like, "Yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready no, to shut it down this week. Done, Let's live yeah. for next week."
0: Yeah, it really is. You know, first address the the first thing is the penalties. You know, the week before the Chiefs had eight for a hundred, mm-hmm. so to not have a penalty uh, enforced, they did actually have one called, but it was offsetting. Um, so they played a clean game. I, I think what you bring up in terms of basically, uh, calling the dogs off and deciding to wait for the next week, funny story, uh, back when I was playing, uh, for another team once, I'll just say that cause I don't <laughs> want to take the name out You you get figured out if you tried to do it, but we were two and five going into Carolina and playing for our lives to have a chance to still be in the race. You know, two and five is obviously it. And we get the Saturday speech. Uh, he's like he, Winston Churchill: never, ever, ever, ever give up. You mm-hmm. know, we go out there, we lay a, a, an egg, we lose, <laughs> we come in the locker room, and if it's not bolted back down, it's been thrown everywhere, and just goes nuts. And then on Monday, coach comes in and said, "I, I, I quit. He, he's, he's, he decided to move on. Eight, eight games in. So I went from the never, ever, ever give up on Saturday night yeah. to uh, I'm done.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, the mixed messages doesn't work in that locker room. Everybody's a brotherhood. You're feeling like, I can look in your eyes, look in your eyes, and I know we're going to battle for the same reason. We're going to lay our bodies out on the line Mm -hmm. for the same reason. And then you come in and switch that message. Just doesn't go over well. will never, ever go over well. In baseball, you can pull pitchers. You can switch position players. Basketball, you can move guys out. You saw LeBron James taking his shoes off on the sideline last night. And there's no lack of continuity. Football, you cannot do that. And John Gruden opened that door, and that's something that he's going to live to regret, at least for the rest of this season. And he's definitely going to have to address it. If there's any leadership on that team from player's perspective, he's definitely going to have to address it.
2: They're really young, too. So, I mean, you don't you don't want to give them that leeway, but you do want to speak the truth. They're, they're pretty young. Yeah. you got a lot of young players that don't know what it takes to finish a game. And I'm not sitting here taking up for the Raiders because I can't stand them. But... You know, when you're thinking about football and the football team and the players and the coaches and everyone that's a part of it, you have to have guys that know how to play the game, one. Two, they're smart and they know what to do. And three, finish the game. And, you know, right now I think they have a lot of young players that don't necessarily do all three things well. So, I mean, I think that, you know, with the rest of the season, they're either going to play better are they going to continue to shut it down and play play as, as worse as bad as football as you possibly can?
0: And honestly, though, John Gruden does not suffer from a confidence problem. Yeah, I mean, no. if he were sitting here listening to this, he'd, go, he'd be like, you know, blank you. He goes, "I'm yeah. fine. Oh, I got it." And, and he, he's it's, it doesn't affect him. Uh, good, batter, indifferent. So uh, you're not going to tell him anything different. Uh, I mean, he in his mind, I think sometimes it feels like he invented the sport. Yeah, but, um, you know, we'll see. Um, yeah. You're right. They had a, they had a draft. They had some guys playing well, but. You know They did play poorly, but I think you do have to give the Chiefs credit for going out Absolutely. and executing the way they did. I like the fact of what I heard from Mahomes, which is, listen, our defense was playing great. Our special teams was playing great. I didn't have to go out there and take chances. I just had to make sure and, and, and dr- drive the ship a certain way because mm-hmm. there's no reason to give them a chance to get back in. I think that's, that's – uh, that's a QB playing above his years in the league. Yes. Uh, I mean, he's an old soul right now, and there, there, is, there is no cockiness. There's no nothing to him except competition and wanting to win, and uh, I think we are a lucky team for the next 10 to 15 years, era-wise, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Sir.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, don't forget, the phone line is open, 913-576-7610, and the text line, Protein House, Eth with a Purpose, text line 69306. Join in. We're getting some good text here. We're going to come back. We're going to go to break and come back for the second quarter, and we're going to talk about some misconceptions, talk about this current NFL, the past NFL, maybe some things that are out there that most fans don't really know or have misconceptions about. And we're back. Second quarter in the house. We got Joe Mays. A.K.A. Joe Lewis. (laughs) And we got Kendall Gammon in the house for players only. And right before the break, uh, we were talking about misconceptions and different things that are out there. But before I tackle that, there was an announcement made today that may involve Kendall. I'm I'm sure it will involve Kendall because he does an outstanding job. One of the voices of the Chiefs and Chiefs broadcast each and every Sunday or each and every game day. He and Mitch Holtis do an amazing job. I actually personally turn the volume off the TV and I have an earpiece in and I listen to the radio broadcast each and every week for those guys and how they break down the game as opposed to uh, the superstars supposedly that get the uh, annual broadcast. So, Kendall Gammon in the house. There was an announcement today that there will be a partnership between Intercom and the Chiefs starting next year. So... Congrats, man. Welcome aboard.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. And you know, nothing's in stone. I'm just going to keep going out this year. And, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of that stuff that happens is well above my pay grade. So uh, we're just going to talk football for the next three quarters. But uh, uh, it, it is a very exciting news, no doubt.
1: I'm going to yeah. stand out in front of Arrowhead. I'll kill for Kendall. I'll kill for Kendall. Hey, there we go. I like
2: it. What about Mitch? How many minutes I'll, you know while what, last kill for
1: with... Kendall, I'll kill for Mitch. All right. All right yeah, all right. cool, cool. All good, all good. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we weren't on the air last week, but a couple of weeks ago um, we tackled a misconceptions segment, yeah. and it went over pretty well because I uh, the responses we got on the text line, uh, we got from the 817 right now, players only, shout out from Texas. They yes. love the show. Yes. We appreciate you down in Texas. Tejas, we appreciate you. Uh, but misconceptions, and one of the aspects of this show, because we're an athlete forum, because we're a former chief forum, uh, I think there's a responsibility that we could have to kind of educate uh, listeners on some things that they that may have been skewed, either uh, through perception versus reality, through media outlets, through other people who are supposedly the uh, experts, mm-hmm. and we can clear things up, so... Um, there's misconceptions out there about pro athletes.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, for me, you know, one of, the, one of the biggest misconceptions are that athletes are either soft, they're diva, or they just like to complain. I mean, when you're at this stage of the game, when you're the best of the best, of course you want everything to go as planned. Um, and some things, you know, it's kind of out of your control, but if it comes right. up, you have that right to voice your opinion. You have that right to ask for something different. And it just seems like, you know, when the NFL talks about it, they put you in a bad light, which in return, now the fans are looking at you like this diva or or you're soft or this and that. So, you know, that, that's a huge misconception with the players. I mean, there are some guys that, you know, they, they go out in the media and they say whatever they want to say and they're always saying things. But for the most part, when it comes to athletes, man, we just want our just, just do and we want to, you know, be able to be heard and, and say what we need to say.
0: Yeah, you know, for me, I, I think, you know, sometimes when you hear fans, and it's rightly so, they're allowed to say whatever they like. And they're like, man, you know, such and such. He, he just wasn't playing. He didn't care that day. Mm-hmm. He, he he wasn't going hard. Mm-hmm. You hear that or you hear, man, this team, they, they're they bad. They're, they're tanking on purpose so they can get whatever. That always makes me kind of chuckle a little bit. And I get it that they, they see it and they're not happy about it. So that's why they get that misconception. But you, we, we all know uh, that in the NFL – 31 other teams uh, got that camera on you also. Oh, yeah. And you know you're always playing for your job. And I I, I literally have never been around anybody in my 15 years who who I thought was tanking it or not trying because, I mean, this is is the best of the best. This is a job that gets paid very well and there's a lot of stress that goes along with it and there's also a lot of expectations if you don't meet them uh they'll find somebody else to do your job because you know ultimately when we all played we took somebody's job and Mm -hmm. every year somebody's trying to take our job that just is what it is and so i'm gonna tell you i mean we, we all know it's the eye in the sky don't lie and so you know you're getting looked at all the time so you just can't take any time off and as far as teams tanking, i've never been around that either i mean people may be they may not play as well as they can because they're a little bit dejected about the season but I've never been around guys where you could just really tell that they 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 weren't going after it that's that's one misconception I think
1: absolutely yeah I, I will piggyback on that I, I think it is a total misconception that guys don't go out there and play hard right um I'm, you know there are circumstances whether mm. it's an injury or or something that they may be battling through that maybe you you saw him dive this way or you saw a receiver cut block early in the season, and maybe he doesn't cut block anymore. Uh, You know, those type of different nuances happen. Schemes and systems. And schemes happen, and and coaching happens where, hey, you did something this week. We don't really want you to do that. We don't – Julio Jones, uh, you know, your top echelon, Mahomes, you know. How about sliding? You know, I mean, there's different adjustments that coaches go in and watch film – and you make adjustments accordingly. It's yeah. not that you're you're telling someone to give less effort. You may just be telling them to do something different. Yeah. And yeah. I think the general fan doesn't really see the difference because we have these big 65-inch 4G or whatever DTVs, and they can see everything in slow motion. Um, and I think it's a misconception. The one aspect of the game that I think is uh, I think most players would lean towards is in regards to replay. For me, I personally hate the fact that replay is freeze-framed. The game is not played in freeze frame. To me, the NFL would do itself a better service if there was a minimum speed that you can watch a replay. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, as a player, the ball bobbles in freeze-frame. You can find any anything that doesn't look secured, doesn't look like your foot was in, when you freeze-frame it. If you make it a minimum speed, 30%, that's right. the lowest you can go, 30% on the speed on replays. Now you are kind of resembling the action on the field to me and how quick things happen. And even though I hate defense, I'm saying this more on the side of defense with hits. I
2: was just about to say Targeting, Targeting
1: and illegal hits and yeah. dropping your helmet. Someone still has not, and I played football for, gosh, 20 years or whatever someone still has not been able to explain to me how I can put my shoulder somewhere where my head can't. I'm not a a genius, but there seems to be about an 8-inch difference between my head and my shoulder. So every once in a while, my head is going to get in the way. And the fact that players are getting uh, penalized Penalized and and fined, taking money away for something that is not humanly possible to do, running full speed when someone else is running full speed they drop their helmet a little bit you drop your shoulder a little bit there's a change in the angle they cut now all of a sudden when you were squared up to hit them with your shoulder mm-hmm. they made a cut now your head is the first thing that comes in contact
2: that's happened to me
1: it's, it happens every game I, yeah. I mean I've been I've knocked myself out when I really meant to some, to kind of cut block somebody but they move their knee right and all of a sudden their knee hit my helmet.
2: Yeah, I was fined 50000 for a hit that I had on Matt Schaub back in 2012. And the reason why they, they say they fined me and suspended me was because I aimed at his head. Well, if you know me, if you ever seen me in person, I'm 5'10", 5'11", on a good day. Right. Matt Schaub, he's 6'5". Like, he's a true 6'5"-foot yeah. quarterback.
0: You'd have to take a mini-tramp out there with you. Yeah, I
2: would have to jump and, and aim at his head, right? right? So it was just one of them things where it was a bang-bang play. One of my teammates came from his front side, he seen him, threw the ball and ducked towards me. And it was as soon as he ducked, I hit him. So they didn't they don't take into account the fact that, you know, a lot of these offensive players, you can't control how they do things. Right. Only thing you can do is play fast and play hard like you're taught to do. Yeah. And and play the game the way it's supposed to be played. And sometimes, you know, they they uh they look at you as if you're a dirty player or yeah, if, you're, no. if you're a guy that don't like to follow the rules.
0: I get it. You know, unfortunately, there is no utopia. It's never going to be a perfect system. No. no. Um, and it is certainly slanted towards keeping the QB uh, clean because that's what sells a lot of tickets. And, I and QBs are knowing
1: it. it, too, because yeah. you see Aaron Rodgers and Russell yeah. Wilson, they they towed that sideline just long enough. Mm-hmm. They right. did it against the Chiefs so they can get knocked out of bounds and get a flag. So they know how to play the system.
2: And then also they fake it. So yeah. fake going out of bounds and still get maybe right. three or four yards. When If you, if you in your right mind, really dove at them to try to hit them, you'll get a flag. Right. So it's kind of like you lay off and then they get another four or five yards and get the first down right. that you're trying to stop them from getting. I, I can't stand that. You know,
0: the, the, the thing about, uh, to me, is there's just no consistency because like yeah. this pass interference rule, I mean, by the letter of the law, a lot of these things have been challenged. Mm-hmm. When they show them in slow motion, whatever they do with that, I understand your point, but the fact is it is what it is right now. Mm-hmm. And it's egregious. It's it's absolutely pass interference. Yeah. Yes, they don't call it. And you, well, it's because they don't want to have everything challenged a certain way. But but the fact is, they've got to show some consistency. I've got a good friend who's been a headlinesman in the NFL for uh, what twenty three years now, and uh, he and I had a lunch a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about that. And he doesn't care for it because it makes them look bad. You know, yep. when there's not that consistency, because you know they got eyes. They see it being replayed also up yeah, there while whatever. They're, and they're it. just like. Okay, they didn't call that. And to me, like this last game, Andy challenges one. He doesn't get it. And then then when they challenge it because it's a change of possession or whatever, then they have to challenge it. Um, Now they reverse that call. I feel like it's because New York initiated it instead of of, of the coach. And so I I just don't really get that. But, again, it's never going to be perfect. As far as the tackling goes aside of things – Uh, I agree. Uh, Things, and they're bang, bang. You you can't control everything. The one thing I will say about that that I like is that hopefully it's going to push it enough to where – uh, kids growing up in the sport will learn to tackle better, yes. um, and it's it's never going to be perfect. And you know, people ask me when I speak all over the country, they'll ask me about the the concussions, whatever. I'm like, listen, it's always going to be there, and 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 the worst thing you could do is let let your boys play female soccer because that's the number one uh, uh, concussion injury yep. thing. So football's you know three. Um, it, it's just one of those deals. So that's kind of those misconceptions that I think that 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 happen quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah my my point mainly revolves around. The flu- fluidity yeah. of the game, but yeah. also the fines. And oh, the, and yeah. one 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 misconception I think that's out there is that these guys are getting fined, and it's going to their charity or it's going somewhere that they can direct it. That money is taken out of your check automatically, pretty much just as you leave the field. It's and you have no idea.
0: You're guilty until in, in proven yep. innocent. Yep. And you have of no of you have yeah. no
1: idea where it's going. It's going to a designated charity right that the nfl chooses right you don't get the tax right off as a player which i think is dumb if you're going to take seventeen thousand dollars of my money and give it to a charity Agreed. just because it's following through you because right. you saw an egregious hit supposedly i should at least benefit tax wise right but that doesn't happen so there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that i think the general fan doesn't realize some great questions that we have here from the seven eight five are there yes. tells for the defense's to key on RPOs and bluffs the D can use to bait Patrick Mahomes. We're going to get to that and I yep. know Joe you're chomping at the bit yep. to get some of these answers to questions. Um we got an 816. They love the players only. Great listen while they're at home
2: making dinner, dinner. For family.
1: Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. I Chiefs. love it. I love yes. it. Uh but we're at halftime now. The show flows so smoothly when you got another number 83 in yes. the building. And when we come back after <laughs> halftime <laughs> when we come back after halftime, I wanna I wanna know which Chiefs team we got. Do we have the Chiefs team from earlier this season when Patrick Mahomes was healthy? Or do we have a Chiefs team right now with Patrick Mahomes healthy? The differences between the two and what we can expect in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Halftime's over. We got out Tohi. Yes. Got some orange slices. What else? what else? I drank Sprite during halftime. Yeah, was so the I, peanut butter
2: sandwiches, too. I did not eat no
1: peanut butter. Yep. Jelly sandwiches. Halftime's over. We got Kendall Gammon in the building. Jolton Joe Mays. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Dana Hughes here for the third quarter. Oh, we got man. some great texts. So here's a controversial one. It's 816. We're the 60-year-old soccer players with CTE. That's a... An asinine statement, football is the most dangerous non-motorized sport. That is an opinion, and Kendall actually posed facts. We can't selectively choose when we want to believe science and reports. Those are facts. I That can be a question I could have, too, but there are facts behind that. Soccer right. players, and do you know many 60-year-old soccer players? Are there a whole host of them that walk around like football players, former football players? I mean, no, it seems I pretty I'm, obviously to me. Yeah. But that's a great question. I can understand it. Yeah. There's also another one. Um,
0: I'm obviously from, devastated, but I will get over it. Yeah. I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah, He's no hurt. I'm, hey, you wear it well, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. though. You <laughs> wear it well.
1: I, I couldn't think of. It. I couldn't. I couldn't see it. All right, seven eight five. Are there tells for the defenses to key on RPOs and bluffs the D can use to bait Patrick Mahomes? So the question is basically yeah. against our offense. Are there? are they basically baiting opportunities where defenses can fool him.
2: Yes, there are baiting opportunities where you can fool them. You can also um on the back end with the safeties, you can show one coverage but then move to another coverage as as the ball is snapped. That will throw the quarterback off. But besides besides that, if the, there's no no telltales for the defense. We don't know whether they're going to run the ball or throw the ball. They're basically doing that off of our coverage and off of the, what the safeties do. So um, if you line up in a two a two high safeties, so that's two safeties deep end. Back right. So now you have more blockers than you do, uh run defenders, so they're gonna run the ball. Now if you have one of those safeties come down in the box and create more of a seven, eight man defensive look, that's where the quarterback pulls the ball and throws it because now he's gonna throw it into the area that of the safety that just, you know, they basically just left the area that he's gonna throw it to. Um, Yeah, so it's basically – it's read off the safeties and the coverages that the defense is going to give to them.
0: How about as far as, Joe, explain – I mean, is during the mesh point when the, the uh, QB's got the ball in, in the belly and he's either going to leave it there or he's going to pull it, is he looking at the defensive end on whether he collapses or not or where's he looking at?
2: Well, that, that's actually not a run PO. That's not an RPO. So that that right there is more of a – if you have a quarterback like Lamar Jackson where, you know, if you if he's reading that defensive end and if he comes down really hard, the quarterback will keep it and run the ball. Now, we're talking about RPOs where it's a run-pass option. Right, um, right, and that's basically just off the defense. But right now, we're talking about the the quarterback keeping it or okay. take or handing the ball off. So if the end comes down and crashes really, really hard, quarterback keeps. So right. if the end comes and waits and sits there for a fast quarterback like a Lamar Jackson, then he's going to hand the ball off to the running back.
1: So RPOs versus uh, read options.
2: Yeah. Yes. Read options. Okay. Pretty yeah, much RPOs so,
1: versus read options.
2: Yep. And then um, and, I seen that the the same. Texter seven eight five asking now he wonders if it's harder on the offensive lineman. No, they basically do the same exact thing. Yep, yeah. everyone does the same exact thing. The the offensive line block it as if it's a run or a pass. The receivers run the route whether it's a run or a pass, and the quarterback running back they do they do the same type of exchange whether it's run or pass. Everyone does the same exact thing.
1: You know, one of the greatest parts of what you just explained is when you said defense. We don't know. I just, I just tuned you out after that because I know uh, you guys don't know stuff. Uh. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You're you know, my man, Joe. I'm, I'm man, curious. I'm... <laughs> so
0: you, you brought up Lamar Jackson as, as a defender. Of course, you didn't play against him. But if you were, I mean, would that just make you – would it just be maddening? Because from what I see, I mean, I nicknamed him the Hummingbird because he's yeah. just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, he's 10 yards downfield.
2: Yeah. I mean <laughs> – he he scare you a little bit because if you crash down right now, he's gonna he's gonna basically keep the ball and he's taking off and he's faster than most than most other guys out there on the back, football field. Right. Yeah, he's pretty everybody big, on the field, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, the best way you can possibly play him is if you crash down and if you had have a, a great angle towards him. Right. That way you can make a play on either the quarterback or you're there to help the other defenders on the running back.
1: And he's obviously uh, producing best because of the rules as well because Mm -hmm. you know back in the day when we played you would just have a guy tee off on him every time right just go and hit him every single time whether he had the ball or not and that would kind of dissuade him from holding on to the ball more often and what helps them is that they have mark ingram back there as well they have a great running game with a great running back so that you have to respect and that opens the door at times for Lamar Jackson because I'm sure there are people out there that say, how come nobody's just t- holding, right. you know, paying attention just to Lamar? How come nobody's just watching number eight? That's because they got another guy, number 21, that can tote the rock too. And they
2: have the passing option.
0: Yeah. i still RBO, thinking, yeah. you know, I, they, they may go this whole year without him getting hurt. I'm still not convinced that this type of offense can can work long term because yeah. I think eventually, uh, eventually a safe a big safety or a big linebacker catches them the right way. That's mm-hmm. just what I think. You know, yep. I was around Lamar uh, at the Super Bowl parties this last year, and and, and he, he's he's not tiny, but he's not huge either. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, I mean honestly, I, I look at you. You, you got a if you got a clean hit on him, Joe, you, he he would feel it. That's the thing. But, but he doesn't get him very right. he, yeah. he moves just enough that you yeah. never get that clean hit. Getting, yeah,
2: you never get a clean hit on guys like that. That's super shifty. That super fast and quick, he he kind of reminds me – well, not well not reminds me, um, but when it comes to those guys that we speak of, um, let's see, Mike Vick. I mean, nobody yep. really had a clean hit on Mike Vick. Yeah. You know, he was way too quick, way too shifty, way too fast for you to get a clean hit. That's why he rarely got hurt. Right. right? And it was just one of them things where, you know, you just have to work
1: towards catching him, and if you don't, <laughs> you got to be able to pull at them shoelaces. L- shoe yep. places. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Absolutely. Uh, we got another text. From nine one three. Have you noticed when Naughty and Saunders are in the game, they shut down the run game. Big I'm gonna boys. add another name. Pennell. Pennell. Yeah. Yep. Like yep. Pennell. When all when those guys are in the game and rotating in, you know they're in there for one reason. They're trying to stop right. the run game. Kendall, you know that better than all of us.
0: Yeah, they really do. I mean, you know, the the, the big uh, technique from the offensive line wise is you try to get a couple double teams, two guys on, on one defender, mm-hmm. and move him. And then you don't even, even if you don't get to the linebacker, you know this, if, if that double team comes up and you have to bubble over him, you didn't get touched, but you still got blocked. Right, exactly. And in my estimation, Pennell and Saunders, but especially Naughty, um, they, they just don't get. The, they don't get the movement on them very often. They create those piles. They're doing the dirty work, and you guys come in, you clean it up. That's what you're supposed to do. If you don't, you're not doing your job. So yeah. uh, that's what I've seen a lot of, of, of here lately. And when you get that happening and when you can get your defensive ends to uh, to set the edge effectively, uh, it, it makes a world of difference.
2: Yeah, yeah. and once once you head it further towards the season and these guys are doing it on a consistent basis, those offensive linemen, they're going to stay on those, on those double teams a lot longer. Right. So, you know, with them not necessarily having that, you know, superstar status type of name, yep, they won't give them that much attention because they feel like they can pass them off pretty pretty easily, pretty quickly. Right. But as they play better and better and better, now offensive linemen are going to get a chance to see, all right, well, you know, they're pretty stout up front, so we need to make sure we stay on this right. this double team a little bit longer and then try to make our way up to the linebacker. Um, it's just, it's just one of those things, it's like a cat and mouse game during the game. And the
1: chiefs haven't been very good against the run, but I will say this and you correct me if I'm wrong, Kendall, the one game Mike Pennell was not in was the Tennessee Titans, which was the worst run defense we had all Mm -hmm. season long so i think i give credit to the coaching staff they recognize that it seems like it
0: yep and they won't make
1: that mistake again for the for the sake of personnel uh issues so
0: i think so i think uh, i've seen a lot more run blitz as well you know just you know just shooting gaps and i I think that's made a big difference and yeah are you going to get gashed every once in a while yeah Yeah, you, you might but we're not giving up the big plays for the most part and as long as you can get people down and give them a chance to line up and do it again this defense has a chance yeah
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, when we come back, we still got to talk about this team and where we are and where they've been and what we can expect into the fourth quarter. And then a preview of this Chiefs-Patriots game coming up. I'd like to also squeeze in the playoff picture and maybe some predictions because I've also been known as Nostradaynen.
2: Uh, oh, nice. Whoa. Did, you like, did you like that? Did not. Dang,
1: we don't did have anything. any sound effects that didn't go over well. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> but when we come back, we're going to tackle it all. This is players only. Coming up. I'd like to also squeeze in the playoff picture, and maybe some predictions because I've also been known as Nostradamus.
2: That's I, dirty. I like it.
1: That's dirty. I like it. Dump that.
2: I think you should do it again.
1: <laughs> I think you should do There's it a little again. Little Pac-Man, was that Pac-Man? Yes, that's, it was. that's really dating me.
2: Yes, it Pac-Man
1: was. Pac-Man drop. I'm still gonna be Nostradamus. I don't care about y'all, especially Mm-mm. you, Joe Lewis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my
2: god. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey,
1: we got the text line. If you was Andy from this seven eight five, if you were Andy, how would you play the Patriots this week? Tough. That's a tough. Yeah. <laughs> tough. I mean, there's not, there's not a, there's if if there was a recipe, everybody would be doing it. That team is ten and two just try to play them
0: tough yep they are are 10 and 2 I would say this um they are 10 and 2 I would say this uh if not for a couple block kicks they'd be 8 and 4 right now so their special teams has really helped them out tremendously and the fact is special teams count so they are 10 and 2 but to me it's not the same team that it's been in the past I think the defense is playing better than ever although last week not so much you look at the last three games I believe Uh, They've only averaged uh, 17 points per game offensively, so uh, they've not been the same team there either. Uh, But, you know, given the chance, if I'm a Chief right now, uh, I I really wasn't wild about uh, them winning a game or losing a game right before I've got to play them. Yeah. Uh, But you're happy because you you want a chance to get to that number two spot. So, uh, you know, if any team, in my opinion, is built to to beat uh, the Patriots in Gillette Stadium, it is the Chiefs right now.
1: Absolutely. I I have total confidence in this Chiefs team, especially if we could get just a glimpse of what we've seen over these past few weeks and how they've made adjustments ever since Patrick Mahomes has come back. Uh, The defense, I do believe they are very good, but I also believe that they haven't really been truly challenged uh, all season long. When they've played good teams uh, like the Texans, like the Ravens, they hadn't showed up. And uh, when they've played some average teams, They've been able to capitalize on some big plays and having some big players down there. I mean, they're plus 18. Plus 18 in the turnover ratio. I don't think I've ever seen that high of a number that you've taken the ball away 18 more times than you've given it to someone. I mean, Marty Schottenheimer was a stickler for that, and we might have been 10-ish, 12-ish at the end of a season or something like that, but 18, that tells a, a big part of the picture right there.
0: Well, you bring it up. I mean, I'll ask you guys this question. For me, if you're going to ask me ever one stat that makes the most difference in the NFL, it is the turnover ratio. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I think there's no question about it. And they're taking the ball away. Was it Jamie Collins? Their linebacker has like five interceptions, mm-hmm. I believe. And yeah. uh, they blocked three kicks this year. I talked about that earlier. And so – uh, this isn't normal for Tom Brady where you're relying on something other than his arm. And I think the fact that he's somewhat a statue back there uh, has a chance to bode well for uh, the Chiefs. But they've got to stop the run game first.
2: Absolutely. But one thing one thing that we continue to talk about is playing mistake-free football. The Patriots, they don't make mistakes. And if they do, it's, it's, it's rare. It's minor. Pretty, pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Minor mistakes. So if you play mistake-free football and play and just pretty much knock them in the mouth every single play, you have an opportunity.
1: And from a player's perspective, we know, the players know all of the stats. You know, they haven't they've been basically I- I- impeccable in in Gillette Stadium in December. They've been outstanding. They haven't lost a home game this season. They don't lose games if they, if they score more than 14 points or less than 14 points. We know all that as players. The fans, obviously, they have access to this information on the internet, and they hear all the sports shows 24-7. That doesn't factor with us, though. I mean, if you, you're you going about your business, we know that stuff, but that doesn't necessarily impact our preparation. It doesn't impact our confidence. Uh, we believe, like, Kendall, you said, 1,800-plus of the best in the world. You believe that you're one of those 1,800, right. and the guy next to you, Or across from you in a different jersey is just another one of the 1800. No better, no no faster, no better. I mean, there's never been a time where I played a game where I was like, "Wow, that that dude's great against me." Yeah, you just, I mean, you're like, okay, he he lines up, he puts his pants on like me. We got the same shoulder pads on. Let's go to let's do this business. Go to work, yeah. Yeah, Let's go to work. I think you
0: just relish the opportunity to uh, do something that. People, uh, other people don't do very exactly. often, which is beat exactly. them there. I, I, that's how we always looked at it yeah. on the teams that I was around.
1: Yep, and, and the one thing you have to caution yourself is that you get caught up in the moment, right. maybe later in the game. You maybe take some unnecessary chance, or you get caught paying attention to something too much and not doing your responsibility. Next thing you know, Julian Edelman is running past you on a goal route or on a seam route. Yep. But other than that, you prepare the same, whether you're playing the lowly Raiders or you're playing the Patriots, you have the same mindset that you want to go into the game with, and, and you go out to execute the exact same way. It doesn't matter that the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, is at, in that quarterback position because, Joe, you can attest to this. As a defender, I, I'm thinking I can be part of a highlight to take a ball away from right Brady. Yeah. I can be the guy that knocks him out of the game. I can be the guy that gets that big interception. Yep. So I'm not looking at it like he's great. I'm looking at it, like yeah, he's great, but he can make me look great too.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and w- when Dana said knock him out of the game, he don't necessarily mean anything too rough. But hey, if you can take yes, the did. best player out of the game, I'm old right. school. Then you're Joe. definitely going to try to I'm do it. I'm not that. this generation. We're, we're old school. Okay?
0: <laughs> so but you, know, you have to be you have to be real also, which is yeah. he is the greatest. Yes, but not right now. I mean, he's That's on. True. He's on the tail end. He he's not what he used to be. He's still great. And the fact is, they are Super Bowl champions. They're ten and two. But he's not what he used to be.
2: Yeah, exactly. In my
0: in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you're basically going to have to take away that run game and force him to throw the ball every single down. That way, you get pressure on him. That way, you kind of stare him into throwing some, you know, making some mistakes and throwing some interceptions or catching them from behind, strip sack, fumble. I mean, you know, those are the type of things that you tr- that you're going to try to get. Uh, on this Patriots team, so are we
1: calling him for a win in Gillette Stadium up in Foxborough this yes. week. Yes, uh, you got a score in mind?
2: I don't have a score in mind. I know they rarely they rarely lose at Gillette Stadium.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. That's that's what the statistics say. I I think we're more than a one-score winner for, mm. uh, on them. I th- I think we have a chance to to be up by ten by the end of the game.
1: So I so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say 33, 21. All right, 33, 21.
0: I can co-sign with that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think the Chiefs have a great chance. I think Andy Reid is a genius. He's shown he's a genius. If you look, even though we've lost three of the last four and there really hasn't been in the last ten games a consistent winning streak against them, we've had our times. We've played them very well. Yeah. When they've beat us, it's usually by a score or less. When we've beaten them, we've beaten them up. And, and so I think it's gonna it's going to be a close game for a time, but then I think we're going to pull away and show that we're the better team on the field and hope for the best in remaining losses for uh, the Patriots, maybe a, hopefully a couple of losses for the Ravens where we can move into the one or two slot if we run the table.
0: They still have Buffalo left, yeah. correct?
1: Yes, yep. and Buffalo is
2: playing, playing really, really well really so far this year. And I got a question. We, we sat here and we talked about Andy Reid a little bit. Do you think we're going to see anything new? And this question is based off of one of our Texas from 417. Um, they said that, Is it possible that Andy Reid has been semi-holding back preparing for the late push in the season? Do coaches slowly open their playbooks over time to approach big games?
1: I don't think that they slowly open the playbook. I think they recognize different parts of their arsenal that can work against other opponents. Mm -hmm. You know something that you have in your playbook in your office that maybe you haven't released to the team yet, or maybe you just worked on a couple times during training camp. And, Kendall, you're up at training camp every day. But you know, specifically, this package will work against the Raiders. This package will work against the Chargers based on what they do. Just because they don't choose to utilize it against the Patriots or against the Tennessee Titans doesn't mean that they're holding back. They just know – that they have gold in the box.
0: Yeah, every play that he has, uh, he has it out of multiple formations. Then every play he has, he also has a counter off of that also. Those things are in there. He just may choose not to use them. But I'm going to tell you, I describe this it, all the time, is it's like beautiful mind, Russell Crowe. He's up at the window drawing things yeah. all over yep. the place. That's where, who Andy Reid is. He's playing checkers when a lot of people are playing – or he's playing chess when a lot of people are playing checkers, checkers. Absolutely.
1: And we are enjoying it and reaping the benefits, and that's the end of – of another Players Only week. We are coming down the stretch, the final quarter of the season. Each Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m., Players Only. Joe and myself will have another guest. But, Kendall, we appreciate you coming out.
0: Thank you. My pleasure. great to have another number
1: 83 in the building. And uh, we're going to look to come back next Thursday he didn't take after any size, a by w. Way. huh? He didn't take any
2: sides, by the way. Well, he played a neutral. That. He
1: played the special teams role. I mean, yeah. I, you know, that's, he that's he why he's a pro. He that's why he's back. calling games with Mitch, and he's going to continue to do so. I'm calling it now. He didn't have your back like you thought he was. We're going to be back next week. Yep. After a W. It's sure. all good.
2: This is
0: Players Only. Tune In is the audio platform with something for
2: everyone.